Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Where's my Ben stock? Is he here? All right, All right somebody... with you, Barb. All right with you until he gets here, Barb. <laughs> That's a fine. I know where he is. He's, he, was, he was picking fights with me in another room, but that's my... Uh, <laughs> my partner in crime. So anyway, guys, good morning. I'm Barbara Majeski. Um, I am an on-air television personality for anybody who's new in this room. Hey, Ed Cunliffe, guys, please bring my friend Ed up onto the stage and uh, give him a moderator bean because he is a friend of mine for over 30 years and was actually in the door-to-door sales business when I was, he's still in it. I, I am uh, more of an ancillary person at this point, but I just want to reintroduce myself to everybody that's here because I think, you know, I, I talk about so many things, whether it's my role on television or my experience with cancer, being a mom, a single mom of three kids. Um, and you know, the work I do on TV and the work I do on clubhouse sometimes is like, where, you know, I got all these different lanes, but let me just share this brief, uh, explanation, like who, who I am and what I'm doing at this stage. Um, because I just read this really great quote and, uh, I'm going to share it with you. Uh, for what it's worth, 
It's never too late or in my case, too early to be whoever you want to be. I hope you live a life you're proud of. And if you find that you are not, I hope you have the strength to start all over again. And when I read that quote, um, I sent that to you, I think, man. It, you know what? It's actually, Brian, it's in the book, The 5 a.m. Club. And so you, okay, told, well, I, I thought, you, said, you I, told me to get the book. Our, our joined paths got, got us to that quote. Uh, yes, you sent me the book. Well, you told me to get the book. I bought the book. I was sitting with it this morning, and it's funny. I went back and I started from the very, very beginning because sometimes we we skip over the like dedication pages. And I read that, and I was like, I could, I should have written, you know, I could have written it. So I, I googled it, and they say in the book it was written by F. Scott Fitzgerald. And actually, on the Google, which knows everything, it was not F. Scott Fitzgerald. It's like a compilation of different people taking creative liberties. So. <clears throat> that's irrelevant. But the the thing that landed and Brian, I'm so grateful you uh, told me to dive into Robin Sharma because I'm now fascinated with his writing. Um, you know, what landed hey, for wait, me- hey, stop, stop, stop there for a second. And I mean, yeah. You know, there's a uh, Jim Rohn, who's a great motivational speaker. He passed away a number of years ago, but his, his stuff is gold and, and his stuff is forged over many years. And, and he talked about when you, you, someone recommends that you read a book, you know, and the, the understanding that some will and some will not. And, you know, I, I've got a, a couple of friends. I've got a buddy, Joe, Joe Schuster out in the West Coast and a couple of buddies uh, here. If I if I recommend a book, they just go out and they get it and they read it. And because they know, you know, we, we sort of think alike. And the sad thing is like some will and some won't. And I, I, I don't, you know, I've got, I'm sitting in a room with a couple of thousand books and I, I, I recommend a handful and my recommendation shouldn't mean anything to anybody. But in, in this case, that book, um, the 5 a.m. Club and the other accompanying book, the Everyday Hero Manifesto, it, you know, if I could say at 61 years of age, I wish I had access to this at 25 years of age and I wish had I had access at 25 years of age, I'd have had the understanding, the courage, and, and the smarts to read and to put this stuff into place. You know, I, and, and I can't, you know, the best time to plant an oak tree is 20 years ago. I can't go back. But when you get something like this and you say to somebody that's younger than you, hey, you got to read this. And it's shocking to me that people that want to hack for everything won't take the time uh, to, to open up a book and read 10 pages a day or so. So I, I'm, I'm real happy that you, you got turned on to that book uh, and that you took the step to, the most important step is to open the book and start reading it. It's good stuff. You know, I think so many times, and I'm sure people can speak on this, we, we get these moments of, you know, um, like impassion and we go to the bookstore and we grab books and we're like, I'm just going to go and curl up by the fire and read books and you know, we fall asleep and then we never <laughs> tackle them. So I do have books that I haven't um, gone in there, but I, I haven't dove into because sometimes I get overly ambitious and I, you know, buy too many and then I get overwhelmed. But I do feel by being in these rooms and, and what we're talking about this morning, iron sharpens iron because I spend so much time chatting with you, not only just on this app, but also off this app. It really does, even on my subconscious mind, I'm like, you know what, I got to get, I want to hit these books this year. And, um, you know, I'm really grateful for that. And the, the impetus for this room, uh, the conversation is iron sharpens iron and we're in 2022. And these are the messages that we really want to, you know, impart and we want to talk about is that strength builds strength. And, you know, the company that you keep is going to help develop and hone your skills. You know, you're not going to sharpen your sword any other way, but being, you know, being in the the fight with stronger people, putting yourself in a line with stronger people. Barbara, a buddy of mine, uh, this, the guy I was referencing, Joe Schuster, was is yeah. out in California. He used to work for me, uh, and I'd say he graduated my my four year school at Paragon and went on to have a very successful career. And he he got a, a store out in California, and he 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 made magic out there at the store. And uh, a bunch of years ago, I read Tim Grover's book Relentless, and I said, Joe, you gotta read this book. And we used to have sort of a book club when he worked for me at Paragon. We'd have a, a book list and we'd, we'd read the book and review the books. And so Joe, you know, picked it up and, you know, he did something really stupid. He, he got on, went to the bookstore and actually bought the book. And I say stupid, most people won't. But Joe, what I always loved about him is he listened and then he always took action. 
And, and so if I could say what separated him from the many, many managers that I've had the privilege of working and or leading, Joe, if I told him, go out there, stand on the showroom floor on one foot and flap your arms, he'd shake his head like, I don't understand why, but he'd actually do it, right? And so he, he went on to, he went to the bookstore and he got, he got the book and he got online and he was online, he started reading the book. And he started reading the book and he got a couple of, this is his telling me the story. He got it through a couple of paragraphs of the book. He got off the line and went and bought 18 of them or 20 of them for his staff. And, and he told me, BB, oh my God, what a book. And, but he, he didn't stop there, you know, cause reading the book's good. He didn't stop there. He invited me a couple of weeks later. He said, hey, can you come to California to, to give a, a, a meeting? And I said, oh, okay, that's a 6,000 mile trip to do a sales meeting. He goes, yeah, well, I want you to do a kickoff and you're, you're gonna have about 15 minutes to speak. I said, well, it's a long trip for 15 minutes. He said, I, I want you to you know, talk about our history and I want you to introduce Tim Grover. I'm having Tim come to the store. And so I booked my reservations, you know, it was like, wow. And so, you know, it, it was like, you take a good idea, a book, you read it, you recommend it to a dear friend, he reads it, he shares it with his team. And then he took that, that one thought, that one idea to that next level of bringing Grover to the room. And, you know, and, and from that meeting, I, I happened to become friends with Tim Grover and had the privilege of sharing pretty good audiences and stages with him. So you know, it's the people that not only they, they take, they get the book, they don't put it on the shelf to have it there. They, they, they read the book and then they take action on the book and they get traction from taking the action and and joe's one of those high performing individuals that took you know hyper action on it and uh and so you know that that's all I, you know if, if somebody that you you look up to or somebody you understand makes a recommendation you, you can honor that person by by following through and you know sometimes you'll get a dud sometimes you'll get something you won't resonate with but every now and then you'll get a unicorn that uh, that changes your trajectory Yes. And one of the things that you had said a, a while ago that landed for me, and I use it all the time, and maybe I've kind of taken creative liberties, but uh, you said the different going from information to transformation is taking action. And that's so true because we can even sit here in Breakfast with Champions and have this dialogue. Listen, get the 5 a.m. book, right? And then you can go and buy the book. And we, everyone can go order that book right now. And it's going to land in your on your doorstep in the next 48 hours. But the difference from going from information where you got the information, like one of the most transformative books and actions that you can take is this 5 a.m. club by Robin Sharma, right? That's the information. You get this book. But in order to really be transformed and move the needle in, in, in your life, move that station in your life, whether that's socially, emotionally, spiritually, whatever you're looking to move is actually taking the action. It's not just ordering the book. That's part of the action. Okay, that's a step. That's buying the Peloton, okay? That's buying the bike. That's buying the Weight Watchers app. That's buying the coaching course. But actually moving into that space of transformation, the giant abyss of going from knowing into transformation is actually taking action. And that is the hardest part. So I think that's where people get jammed up with the, you know, the best of intentions. You know, these are really great intentions. We don't buy things and invest in things with the intention of not doing it. We buy it with the best of intentions, but that's again, what is what, what you dive into a book like the 5am club is very helpful in moving and becoming and, in that transformative And you get people that say, I don't have the time. And all I would encourage the, the person that says they don't have the time to do is check on that uh, time spent on your phone uh, indicator that all the iPhones have. And you see that you're spending nine, 12, 10 uh, hours a day on your phone with InstaSlam and everything else, Clubhouse. And you, you, the biggest lies, of course, that we tell her, uh, are the ones that we tell ourselves. I, I don't have the time. And, and then, then I, you, you got to take that a little bit further and you got to piss people off and say, and by the way, don't do the audio book version of it. Read it, read it. And then maybe you do the audio, but it's completely different. The, the experience. And there are some books that I love the audio version, but this is one you've got to sit, you've got to read, you've got to make notes. You've got to uh, star in your book, the action items, the things you're going to do. I, I thought it was a very quick, but a very slow read. It was quick because it was really interesting to read, uh, but it was slow because there were many items that I had to uh, circle, underline and say, okay, let me get back to this. Let me do something 
uh, about that. And I, I, I think it's, you know, it's one of those uh, uh, things. I think it says own your morning and elevate your life. And I think that's what Breakfast with Champions and its roots is all about is, is that morning routine that Glenn spoke about, that morning routine uh, that you, when you own that morning, you have the ability to elevate your life. Yeah, no, I completely agree. But I'm going to argue the fact that if you cannot read and you don't have the time and you're on a morning commute and you are sitting in your car or you're sitting on, you know, car line like I do to pick up my kids, the audio version is just fine. Um, although I do support this is the, the one uh, that I do agree on is by writing things down, highlighting it, circling, it does embed in your subconscious mind. Um with more, I don't know, stickativity, if that's a, no, if that's no, well, there's a, the writing, writing notes on the book gives you, or, or on any subject gives you a much higher level of, of absorption of the information. Less than 10% of a meeting will be remembered after the meeting. When you take notes, that can go to 30, 40, 50, 60 uh, percent. Uh, when you, and, and sadly, many people that take notes never reference the notes again, which is really just a good way of pouring water on those notes and reconstituting them for you to get them back uh, to, to a, le a level of relevance. And I love reading some of the challenges that, that I had before about something and seeing, hey, well, you know, that, that what I thought was challenging is no longer a challenge, you know, and, and that, I think that's, that's the growth. But being around each other and sharing the books, you know, the, the guy that used to work for me, Jason Graciano, we had a very good rapport like that where he would recommend books to me and vice versa and he turned me on to ray diallo's uh principles and you know it was a it's a it's a pretty good sized book and pretty heavy reading and my god what a great book what a great book and and so you know so all the gifts that people can get of all the gifts people can give you what about like the gift of improvement you know i, I don't need a watch i've got a watch i've got clothes i've got shoes sneakers but the gift of improvement insight wisdom uh, that, well, you don't get wisdom from a book. You get information, education, and then applying it over time gives you wisdom. But, you know, somebody giving you a couple of bricks in that foundation of wisdom is the greatest gift I think we can share with uh, each other. Yeah, and I love when you say, if you want to know where you're going to be in the next five years, take a look at the books that you read and the people that you surround yourself yeah, with. Slow, slow and that down, man, because, you know, this stuff goes right. The, the only difference uh, between you today and you five years from now are the books you read and the people that you meet. And if, but, you know, that, and that can be nothing if you're meeting just regular people that, you know, just regular people, there's nothing wrong with that. And if you're reading easy love novel stories and things like that, well, chances are they're not going to have the impact. But if you're reading something that's a little bit challenging, if you're reading something that's going to make you go deeper uh, in your craft towards mastery, well, well, then, and and then you find one good, I find one good book is like a trapeze. It leads you to the next good book. And then it leads you to the next. And as you, I think, as you dig into these books, you get a, a deeper understanding of what the subject is. And if the subject's important to you and you take action on those things, you can start developing mastery. And Barb, you know, uh, the, the, you know, the best understanding I ever had is mastery is where the glory is. Mastery is where the money is. And I think too many uh, young people today want to dabble in a lot of things, hit, touch it, and go on to the next thing without ever achieving the true glory that they could have uh, if they found something that they understood or believed in and they could achieve mastery at that particular craft, subject, or skill set, that there's just a tremendous amount of opportunity on the other side of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hey, I know. Yeah. Oh, can I chime in for a sec? I, who's that? Uh, yeah. Hey, Kate. Kate. Good hey. morning, my friend. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. I'm, I'm just loving this conversation. I wanted to share because it was so funny that it happened this week. So Brian, you had come into one of the rooms that I was moderating um, or one of the segments I was moderating here and talking about books. And you mentioned Rob, Robin Sharma's books and uh the everyday hero and the uh the other one that barb just got and i was on a call with this guy and he we were talking about different books because i always ask people like if i have a business call i like to ask someone hey like what are you reading or what's the best book you read last year i just like to get a feel for what people are reading and so he mentioned the everyday hero and robin sharma and i just laughed 
And I said, oh my gosh, Brian was just talking about these books. And I, truth be told, I did not get the book when you originally said it, but I always remind people to notice. Like notice if you keep hearing the same book multiple times, like if a couple people have talked about it or a few people have recommended it, I feel like that's just a sign that it's meant for you to read. So I immediately, while I was on the phone with this guy, I ordered uh, The Everyday Hero and I'm so excited to read it, but that was just because first you put it out there, then I heard this guy talk about it and now Barb's talking about it. So I'm like, okay, I'm excited to dig into this book. Um, so definitely notice when you hear things multiple times, whether it's a book, an article, a, a course, whatever it is, I feel like it's meant for us. And then the other thing I just wanted to add was what's so cool about Clubhouse is we're in these rooms now and there's a lot of incredible authors. So I just got um, Alexandra Carter's book, Ask for More. And I know that other I know Justin bought a bunch for his team. So not only do we have access to these people on a regular basis and get to hear their knowledge, but now we get to not only support them, buy their books, but get to know even more about the segments and the information they share because now we go and read their books. And so I think that's so great to be able to like have access to really incredible authors that are sharing wonderful information on these stages every day. So Brian, thanks for the introduction to Robin Sharma and I'm excited to dig into those books. Thanks, Kate. I, I like that you, I really love that you brought that up. And it's interesting. So on this stage right now, my friend Mehdi and my friend Ed are here and they are friends of mine from a previous life when I did door-to-door -door sales and they were part of my experience when I built sales teams and scaled them across the United States. I mean, Ed knows me from the early, early years for sure. And, the, you know, I keep saying, you know, get out of the recycled air that you're in right now and get into new environments where there's fresh oxygen and good oxygen, like not just the books, but the conversations that we're able to tap into here in Clubhouse. And, um, you know, you've got to step out of your comfort zone. You've got to explore new environments. And I just posted a link up at uh, the top. It's 10X Ladies in Miami. And the reason I am so excited to promote this is because I know it can change the trajectory of people's lives. Because by putting yourself in, in environments to learn and to grow, you can be forever changed. A mind once expanded can never go back to its original form. And 10X Ladies is down in Miami. It's February 4th and 5th. And it is all about family. It is about finance. It is about business. It is about wellness and fitness because you can't excel in one part of your life and let your health and wellness go to the wayside because you're so hyper fixated on uh, your income and the impact that you're leaving in the world that you're not taking care of your health. And I could not, I, I'm putting my full weight behind this experience because I know it's what people need. We have been on lockdown for several years and now Elena Cardone and Grant Cardone are hosting this event and it's going to be amazing. And I know it's an environment where people are just, listen, get yourself out of your houses, get out of your family, get, just get up, go and immerse yourself in, in, in some fresh oxygen, new people. You're going to meet a lot of people from clubhouse. Gina's going, Carmelia's going, I'm trying to get Brian down there. The jury's still out. I know a bunch of people, Mercedes, I hope you're going to go down. I know Janice is going to go down. Um, and I am actually going to be one of the keynote speakers. I'm talking about mindset um, and I'm really looking forward to it. But more than anything, I know I do not put my full weight behind just anything. Um, I'm very particular. I'm from Jersey, so I'm skeptical of everybody and everything. But when I believe in something, I put my full weight behind it. And this is something I'm like, no, this is going to be amazing. Um, I'll be down there and, uh, I just hope to meet a lot more people. So I wanted to post the link. You can just click on it. For anybody that can't see the link on top, it's because your app is not updated. Uh, but you can also just DM me 10X Ladies. And if you have any questions, I'll be happy to answer it. Um, so I just wanted to uh, throw that out there as we're talking about books and people and really uh, iron sharpens iron. You want to sharpen your sharpen the sword, then get get, sorry, I was going to curse there. This is my big problem. <laughs> Breakfast of Champions is holding my damn mouth. It's holding my tongue. No, but, behave. Uh, 
Behave. You, you can behave. control yourself, right? Listen, we, oh, you know, Come listen, we, we, they, they, they shifted programming here at Breakfast of Champions, which has been amazing. I think that it really has the potential by going cross-platform to be exactly what Glenn is talking about and Sarah's talking about. So we had to shift our unfiltered Fridays over into an uh, into another club, and within seven minutes there were f bombs. Thank you, Gina. <laughs> so it's it's all good, um, but yeah. So I I do want to bring that you know <clears throat> bring ten x ladies. I want to talk about it. I want people to go down because I love helping people more than anything. And I started this conversation because I really wanted an opportunity to reintroduce myself and what I'm doing because there's so many new members of the audience uh, here. But, you know, for me, I'm a, you know, when I got, where do I, I'm going to make this brief. Don't worry, Brian, hang in there with me. Um, because I think this is important as people are, you know, getting to know each other on this app and I'm bringing a lot of new people on board um, into this space, you know, my fur in my 20s, I went door to door. I was part of a startup where it was like, listen, if we can prove to AT&T that we're a, a resource for new customers, we're going to grow this door to door sales company. And you'll be on the you'll be on literally front and center to help scale the business. And so I went door to door, straight commission, cold call, like no benefits, no salary. And then when you train somebody, you split what you sold when they couldn't sell anything at the time, but you had to split the profits of that day because they otherwise would have no money in their pocket. So you would make $100, ring the bell, and then give $50 to the person that you trained. But it wasn't about the $50 or the $100 or ringing the bell. It was about the opportunity that if we proved to the, our one one big client at the time that we were the resource for new customer acquisitions in the space of the small to medium sized business owner, we could expand and then bring in new clients. So when everyone else told me I was nuts and get a, get a real job, I was like, I'm not looking for a job. I'm in it for an opportunity to make my own personal wealth. So as many of you know, and some of you don't, is we hit pay dirt. Not only did AT&T ask us to expand, but other companies jumped in. And by the way, what I found out last night, Ben Stock, T-Mobile is one of the clients that actually Ed Cunliffe and another guy who was on that app last night, Mike Palumbo, were like, oh yeah, you're talking with John Legere. He's the head of T-Mobile. We ran a T-Mobile campaign. I was like, oh, I didn't even, like, you know, I, you know, I, I, I moved on from what other clients we had been, um, working on. But what I'm trying to land here is where, you know, what I do now in my 40s and what that quote landed for me. So um, this is where everything is full circle and comes back to you. So ultimately, I, I, I built teams, scaled them across the United States and retired on my 30th birthday and took over as my special needs brother, a brother's legal guardian. And I was a stay at home mom for a decade. And I supported um, the business from, from the side. I built the philanthropy arm of the business. I helped coach from the sidelines. Ed could speak to that. Medi could speak to that. Palumbo could speak to that of like, I would come in and just do some one-on-one -on -one coaching, uh, you know, to help share because I, I had the story that, you know, very few people had. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Access to. Um, and then when I got diagnosed with cancer and I was really sick, I made a vow. I'd never, you know, I, I don't want to hold myself back. I want to go out and live. I want to do more. I got more in me. I got more in me. And that was in 2015 and 2016. And when I got out of cancer, you know, my thought was like, I want to go big. Like, I really, I just want to do, I don't know what that, you know, I want to go big and I want to keep going. And I, I jumped into television, as many of you guys know, and where I just want to draw some parallels, where I really just want to make uh, understand is that when I dove into television, I was asked, well, what can you do? What can you do? And I was like, you know what I'm really good at? What I'm what my superpower really is, is I'm a really good curator. I'm a curator of many, many things. So what a curator does is we find, test, and share 
all the things that are really, really good. Like today you hear me sharing a book or in the past you can hear me. I, I talked to Gina this morning and I was like, I find really great people. I align myself with really amazing, smart unicorn type people. I have this like superpower. I'm like that, that, that guy's got, I got that. I got, and it's one of my, and I, that's what I said for TV. I was like, I'm really good at finding people. You know, I say purpose, style, adventure, but I'm just, I have this thing. I'm like, I can share all the good shit. Oh, sorry. Breakfast with champions. I will share all the good stuff, whether that is books or resources uh, or ideas or our mindset. And that's where I am today. And that's, you know, that's what I want to bring this whole umbrella of like, all right, who, what, what? I think she's a so person. Now, now, so yeah. why would you share insights in a competitive world? Right. Why would you share? And, you know, I, I'm criticized by those that don't understand <clears throat> when, when let's say I, I put something on LinkedIn and I talk about something the Paragon's doing. You know, and, and someone says, God, why, why, why do you put it out there like that? And, and I'll answer two ways. One, um, anything I'm talking about on public forums already done, it's in the rear view mirror. Uh, for me, I, I'm not going to tell people what we're doing. And like for 2022, I think we have some pretty audacious uh, plans for Paragon. And I mean audacious, but they're certainly not going to air them out yet. I'm going to test them out, prove them out, put them in place, and then talk about them. Because the, the great thing, once you've done this, is I love other people. First of all, 90% of the people will say, yeah, that's a good idea, and then never do anything. There's another percent that'll start and stop because it's going to be difficult. And there's that two, three, four percent that'll take the good idea that you had and make it even better. Those are the people I'm trying to appeal to. The ones that'll take the good thoughts or ideas or actions that we took in our business and make them better. In doing so, that elevates the bar for me and makes me go back into the laboratory, back to the drawing board and say, huh, we didn't think of that. Let's, 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 let's dig into that thought of that idea. And, you know, so, so when I give a book, you know, my friend Joe on the West coast, he's, we're 3,300 miles apart, make no mistake about it. We're competitive with one another, you know, with a, a student wants to beat the teacher. And, and the teacher better stay on his game or the student will beat the teacher. And so when he gets that book and he goes back into his place and he, like I said, he made magic in that, that business out in California and did you know, quite well on an exit, an exit that by any, any person's means is you know, really spectacular. Um, it, it causes me to say, okay, now how do I outdo that uh, with, without having to sell my business? How do I do that? Uh, and, and that's the stuff that drives us in a very healthy, competitive way. It, it, Barbara, the, the, the root of the word competitor is co. It's not against, it's with. And ideally, a good competitor makes you better. I want to run. Yes. I want to run with people that run faster than me. My running mate for many marathons was a young woman, uh, Rachel Tolchin, and I, I forget, she's out 30 years younger than me, 27 years younger than me, and, and, and an absolute rock star when it comes to running, because running with her made me run faster. And then when I got faster, I, you know, then I encouraged my friend Andrew Diffen, Diffendorfer to run a marathon with me, because Andrew was a collegiate uh, uh, mid-distance mid runner, an all-American mid-distance runner, and he's also 27 years younger and, and, and Andrew kicked my butt most of the time. But what, what did I get out of that? I became faster. I became stronger. And so I'm not c concerned about running faster than him. I'm concerned about making myself better. And I think that's what, what I'm, I come to clubhouse for is to be able to go into a room and have a meaningful conversation with Grant Cardone, even if I'm listening or Jean Legere, you know, we were in, in a room and people were getting dropped from the audience and, and kicked off the stage. Amazing. In other words, being silenced. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and I was one of them, you know, and, and so a, when you're being silenced, you know, you're, you're making progress. And, and two, I got, when I got back into the room, I said, are you kidding me? You're silencing voices like grants or like Jean Legere. We are blessed 
to be in a room on Clubhouse for the F word, free, for free, mm -hmm. and to listen to somebody with positions on the right and somebody with strong positions on the left debate issues of our time. And, and if you're so fortunate to be on the stage as I am, you get to in, in, interject and say, John, I challenge that idea. And, and he'll say, you know, Ben Stock, you know, screw you, I'm right, you know, and he'll give you his reasons behind it. And, and, and I, I'm like, it's like I'm in a boardroom with the CEO of, uh, of T-Mobile. And I had some, remember there was some guy that was challenging John and said, you don't understand the corporate world. And I just like, you know, <laughs> shut the heck, what, what? I mean, I, John and I argue and we're on a different sides of things, but don't you dare say, yeah. oh, come on. Like I was like CEO of the year. Uh, and, and I think they gave him $300 million as an exit uh, reward uh, there or 200 million or something, uh, you know, beautiful like that. And why, why did he get, and I say beautiful, why did he get that? Because he added that kind of value to that corporation. I, I think the gift of being able to be included in those audiences is something that we, uh, we can't take for granted. Oh, it's huge. And, you know, last night, now we've been on stage with John and Grant, uh, count, countless times and i agree with you having to be able to to be in the arena to sharpen your sword against somebody who really does fire on all cylinders and has been in the arena and just is going to make you stronger and it makes me think like as the title is iron sharpens iron you know what got you here is not going to get you there and when i say that i actually think of andre agassi and i think this is an example that lands for me over and over again is you know it, andre agassi's father would train with him, teach, you know, tennis, tennis, you know, hit balls at him over and over again, and then could only take him so far. And it got to a point where he had to step aside and be like, I need to bring in, you know, a, a new set of iron. I need to bring in, you know, a, a, a new channel. Like I needed to, he needed to raise the bar. Andre Agassi was never going to get to that next level without going down to, I think it's called Balaceris or something. I might get that wrong. I don't know. What is that called? That tennis facility down in Florida, whatever that is. And it's um, Balateri. Balateri. I'm Thank from you. that area down in um, Bradenton. Balateri. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. I was close. I was like, no, that's my friend Maureen's last name. But uh, yes, Balateri. So he had to move him into that space. And the reason. I bring that up is, you know, I am always encouraging people to come into these rooms. I'm like, you have to sit and wait. Like you can't just come in and like be invited to spar in the arena and get in the game because you're, you're going to get your ass handed to him. Like the guy who said to, Oh God, I can't stop cursing. I'm definitely going to get that. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> Gina's daughter is going to send me an invoice for my bad mouth. But I, um, you know, the reason I say that is like, you, you gotta like pace yourself, listen, learn, be a students and watch because somebody comes in and you want to get in the game in the boxing ring and then you go and you swing at Jean Lachere you know nothing about corporate America you're going to get your you know rear end handed to you so you know if you want to sharpen that iron sometimes at, at points you need to to observe you need to be a student you need to understand we have two well, years when you walk into that arena when you walk into that arena with your copper sword and you start swinging at a guy that's got an iron sword. You're gonna you're gonna get your, your head handed to you, and deservedly so. So uh, but, true. But, Wait, hey, Sarah was trying to jump in there, oh, Brian. I, I didn't What's see that Sarah. Yeah, thank you so much, Rob. I actually want to go back to something that Brian and you were talking about a moment ago because it's so 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 important. When Brian was asking uh, that people challenge him on why he's sharing um, his, his insights and what he's doing and how he's innovating. And you guys know I'm super passionate about thought leadership. And I always say thought leaders lead the conversation. And what's really important is that people who are actually leading and actually successful and actually believe in their ability to be successful have no fear of sharing what they're doing that's innovative. First of all, because they know how long it would take anyone else to build all of the systems to get in place to get there. Second of all, because as Brian said, if someone can troubleshoot and make it better, they want that feedback. And third of all, I wanted to share something to what you just said, Barb. I will never forget. I was on um, a stage once with just a ton of brilliant people workshopping like small business concepts. And there were investors there, people were making deals, people were giving them advice, people like you and Brian, like just giving them advice that would completely transform their business. And someone came to stage and said like, you know, well, I'm having a, 
you know, a question or a challenge in my business or something like that, can I, can I DM you? And the people in the room were like, actually the format of the room is, you know, share what's going on in your business and what your question is. And right now you can hear from a Brian Bensock or a Barbara Majeski or a Carmelia or Justin, David, all these people on stage, we're going to work it with you live. And he said, I'm not going to share my idea on stage because someone could steal it. And literally the whole conversation changed all of these successful people saying like, you're not going to be successful because if 10 successful people say, share your idea right now so that we can iron sharpens iron, work through it with you, give you resources, give you contact. And you say, I'm not going to share it out loud in case someone steals it. Like you already, like you're hoarding quote unquote, what you know, your knowledge, you don't want to share. Um, you, like you, you don't have what it takes well, to well, steal given it. Sarah, given a choice between going big and going small, why would you ever go small? You know, and 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 I would, you know, I, I know nothing about the circumstances that you're talking about. Chances are the idea wasn't that good, and he didn't want to, or she didn't want the scrutiny uh, of the idea. You know, it it's thoughts and ideas um, when shared get better. And you know, again, we're not talking about proprietary formulas that you're you're looking to 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 to. Uh, bring to the marketplace but when you have something in the marketplace and you share what's happening i think you've got it spot on i do know what it takes to coordinate picking up and delivering 150,000 cars in four years in our market i know the expense i, I i've learned the mistakes that we're going to make we've lost keys we've given people the wrong car we've dented cars all that stuff and i understand that 95 plus percent of the business owners in my industry are not going to go through with it but it is the the couple that do uh that i think uh inspire me when i see somebody that's doing it and they're doing it better in another and it's usually in another market first of all i set up non-competes with the vendors that i'm using for anything that's innovative in my market it's a it's a market brand exclusivity and I'm not going to develop weapons of mass production to have my competitive dealer using those weapons against me. Not going to do it. And so when someone says, well, I don't, I'm not comfortable signing that. No problem. We can stop right here. Uh, you know, and on the, the flip side of that is once I've drawn that market area uh, exclusivity, I'll share the benefits of that company with every other dealer in the nation. So you lose the 20 dealers that are in my market, but you gain the rest of the nation because it's just like if I have a, uh, an exercise coach that's doing a great job, I'm happy to tell people and share uh, there. The, these ideas, they grow. And I can't tell you, Barbara how, and, and Sarah, how many times the ideas come back to me so much better than my thought. And, and you know, when I, if, I, if I were to share with you my original ideas for pickup and delivery, it was laughable. Four garages in Manhattan, the customers would drop the cars off at the garages. Then we'd pick them up and bring them back and drop them uh, off at the garages. Led to, no, 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 what would the guy, uh, if the guy who owned Starbucks, if he was going to put a Starbucks in Manhattan, where would he put one? And the answer is on every freaking corner. And so if we're going to do pickup and delivery of customers' cars, where would you put a Honda dealership? Well, if you had the choice and money wasn't an object, on every freaking corner. Well, how the heck do we do that? You put the Honda dealership on the person's cell phone. And if you put the dealership on the person's cell phone, then every person in Manhattan with a cell phone has your dealership in their back pocket. And if they can push a button on the cell phone and have a, a, a dispatcher send a, a driver to pick up the car, give them a loaner car, bring it back, service the car overnight while the customer is sleeping and put it in their garage the next day, that would be the ultimate convenience for the customer. And if you make it easy for people to do business with you, they'll do more business with you. And, and it started out small at, at a couple of hundred customers a month. And then within uh, a relatively short period of time, we're at about 600 customers a month. A year later, it was 1,900 customers a month. A year after that, it was over 3,000 customers a month taking advantage of it so you know it, it's it, and, and it's brain damage and it was brain damage each step along the way and uh it wasn't profitable day one so most people would tap out at that but i i think it's a consistency and the collaborative nature of it we brought people from google in and get their insights right and they certainly have a little bit of an understanding of scale and and, and what we could expect and, and we, we brought in companies that were outside of our industry and then we looked at what was Uber doing and, and, and notification 
so that the customers could have the same kind of notification of Uber. And then we looked at some of the pay products. How could people pay in a secured way on their phone? And then we looked at tech solutions so customers wouldn't have to call in to find the status of their, because you hate calling a dealership and, and getting uh, service, please hold. Uh, is my car ready? Oh, hang on a second. You hang on and they disconnect you. So how could we eliminate that? And, and um, then we asked ourselves, what would Jeff Bezos do? How much would we charge for that service? And, and the answer we came up with is free. And, and so every, and this was everybody pouring ideas into it. So, you know, when we say iron sharpens iron, you know, you, you can't be the smartest person in the room by yourself. That, 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 that's not going to give you any growth. It's by opening the thoughts and the ideas up to people and the, having those people around you saying, Ben Stock, you didn't think this through. You didn't think, what about this? What about that? They're not hating on you. They're actually helping you. And sometimes they're hating on you. Hey, Brian. <laughs> it's uh, Dave, David here, man. Hey, David. Hey, something. Uh, how's it going, brother? I, you know, when you talk about ideas, you know, one of the things, I, I had an idea that I carried for years and years. And just because Someone's of my, got a hot mic, know, guys. In, in the scarcity... I, I never really shared it. I mean, I shared it a couple of times and then I just sat on it. And then because of the, because of this space and because of the, you know, what we're talking about, the networking and I was at the, at the uh, real estate event that you were at, I ended up having dinner with C-Rock and he's connected with 10X Incubator. So I ended up sharing my idea with him. And because of that, now I'm actually going to be pitching the idea next month. And when I was talking to him, he's like, listen, and, and I, I actually talked to Jared about it as well. And he said, you know, because out of, out of about 13,000 people that come to us, you're one of few that's actually going to be able to pitch, but it actually happened as a result of being in this space. So I just want to share how important that no, is and how those, it's, those it's, connections are. And, 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 and I'll wrap with this. And then also, I will also be, I know Bob was talking about 10x ladies um i'll be there as well with my wife so looking forward to that event as well and looking forward to seeing you guys hopefully i'll see you there as well brian it was good to talk to you at the last event. yeah it's great talking uh, to you too I'll, david I'll, I'll i'm i don't i don't believe i'm going to be at the event I, i'm being rep well represented by barbara and my daughter and, and, <laughs> and barb make uh, room on the plane for mercedes um david can you imagine and, and we've all had this happen you let that good idea sit in your head and you let it sit in your head and then all of a sudden uh, all of a sudden, somebody else brings it to market, and, and, and I've had that happen before. And I'm like, oh, damn, you know. And, and in particular, many years ago, we have a, a, a service drive, and customers come into the service drive. And I had this idea: what if you shot your uh, a gun at the VIN number of the car, and it gave you an immediate understanding of the customer's equity position, and, and you, you were able to have a, a chime that went off when you did that, and and. The customer says, what's that chime? Well, the chime says two things. It says uh, there are no open recalls on the car. That's good. And the other chime that we had is, um, wow, you have an equity uh, uh, alert. What's an equity alert? It means I can, you can get out of this car, get a brand new car, and lower your monthly payment. And I thought the idea was great. And I talked to a couple of people about it. And we were doing it in, in a more long-form manner. And so, was, yeah, okay, that's okay. Uh, that product was developed. And it could be one of the people that I talked to two uh, uh, one of the people that i talked to could have been the ones develop that developed it and i said darn it so don't let those good ideas uh sit on the shelf if you have them takes immediate action towards getting some traction hey uh david here another david here hey i just kind of want to piggyback off of that um that if you do have an idea <clears throat> that you don't need many other people's validations if anyone's at all uh similar situation myself uh, easily 12 plus years ago, had the idea that um, of Turo, if you would, uh, living in Florida, lots of, you know, cars laying around, luxury cars, whatever it might be. And I thought to myself, like, you know, man, it'd be great if we could just rent one of these for the day. Uh, I ran it by a friend of mine who I still value as a friend, incredibly intelligent, has a Wall Street background. And he's like, man, this is going to be a nightmare. This would be too much. And he gave me all the excuses. And uh, exactly what happened here we go later. Now everyone understands who Tour is. And I just, at that point, was like, I can no longer let someone else determine the value of my thoughts and my dreams, what I want to accomplish. Um, be mindful of the advice that you see. Well, David, that's that's so true. You know, when we, when we went down to Florida, right, I, I was thinking old school. 
And I said to uh, uh, my buddy, I'm going to get a uh, an Escalade and we'll, uh, and a driver so we can go back and forth to the conference. And uh, the guys that was going down there was like, BB, this is not New York, man. This is Miami. You got to get a Lambo. And I'm like, dude, I'm not that guy, you know? And, and then I said to myself, you know, because I'm not that guy, I'm in Miami. One in Rome, do as the Romans. Okay, what the heck? And I got one of these SUV, uh, I don't even know the name of it, Lamborghini thing. And it was fantastic. I mean, uh, and the ability to have it meet us at the airport, right? The, it was brought directly to the tarmac for us. We got out of the uh, plane, went into this truck. I didn't even know how to drive it. And, and the Italians got all the, the things were in Italian in this stupid car. But you know, soon, soon enough, I was able to figure it out. And Barbara and I were driving around in that thing. And, and it, it was pretty awesome. But wouldn't you say, Barb? Oh, I, 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 years, Brian. I needed to know how much it was. I was like, I want one. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, you know, you know what I liked about it? The cars are very ostentatious, but the, the SUV by its form pretty much looked like the other SUVs. So I, I, I liked that, that there was a little anonymity, but the what was under the hood was a beast. It was absolutely, you know, and, and, and it had like, you know, uh, uh, I'll call it growl mode or a sport mode. And I'm, I, I'm sorry, this it's not pretentious. I'm a car guy. I love cars. And I put it in the growl mode and I stepped on the gas and it went and it opened up and it squatted. And I'm like, oh man. And my, and my palms are sweating now talking about it. And unfortunately I was on about Collins Avenue. So, you know, it really sounded great going 20 miles an hour uh, in bumper to bumper traffic. <laughs> but that bad boy, man, oh man. I was excited about it. And that stuff also sells trucks because uh, Peter Siegel wanted to get one. Barbara wanted to get one. And, I think and Mercedes I wanted, to get, one, wanted I, to get one. I mean, there wasn't a person. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It was fun. It was fun. Wait, I yeah. heard a guy's voice trying to jump in. Who was that? Was that, that Glenn? Was me, Curtis. It was Curtis. Okay, go for it. I was it, asking Curtis. Brian, was it the Lamborghini Urus? It, it was. Yeah, you it, should it, try it. Brian, how about this? You should try the Trackhawk next time. I think you will really love the Trackhawk. It's actually a little faster than the Urus. What's the Trackhawk? Uh, the Trackhawk is, is the Dodge. It's right there with um with the Hellcat, but it's the SUV version. And that motor is crazy. The Trackhawk is insane. You, you know, I, uh, I and I know nothing about it, but I, I, what I also Trackhawk? appreciated about the Lambo, the fit and finish, you know, the Italians do interiors right. And the fit and finish of the seats, you know, it had like a, that baseball glove leather. The stitching was really great. The the layout of the dash, the carbon fiber mix, mix, mixed with brushed aluminum. You know, uh, 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 there's a colleague of mine on, on the line here, Julian. And, and Julian and, and I both look at the NSX, which is a, an incredible automobile. And we, we said, but they put a civic interior in the thing, man. And, you know, and it's not a civic interior, but it could have been so much. You, you, they, they, the Japanese needed to hire an Italian to, to build that interior of that, that incredible machine. And I just love getting into that, uh, the cockpit there and uh, just interacting with the cockpit. It was really special. And then when you stepped on the gas, it was there. And then some, and that, you know, again, uh, to, to people that you know aren't don't like great machines and aren't impressed with that stuff, this is probably uh, something that they're thinking, rolling their eyes at. But I, I I enjoyed that experience, and I thank my my buddy Nelson for encouraging me to uh, uh, to to be uh, fully in the Miami mode when I was in Miami. And I just want, uh, gentlemen, I I love that we're talking about cars, and I want to thank you, Brian, for rent for. Renting that car, we had a good time. We got Mr. Grant Cardone here. Welcome. Good morning, Grant. How are you? Hey, good morning, guys. How's everybody doing? Good morning. We're talking this morning about iron sharpening iron. And uh, we're also just talking about our visit to 10X Miami last month and heading down this uh, in early February back for 10X Ladies. Because when we talk about iron sharpening iron, it's a matter of putting ourselves in the environment to sharpen our sharpen our skills. A mind hey, 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 Grant, wait, wait, wait. I got to interrupt. <laughs> hey, Grant, so my daughter came with me, right? Mercedes came with me to, to Miami. She's on deal number two since getting back from Miami, buddy. Real wow, estate deal number wow, two. that's amazing. It, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's spectacular. And, you know, she's, she's buying these houses single family houses then then renting them out and it, it, it's it's really exciting uh that you know she 
when you get somebody who's young and they get the, 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 you light that spark and, and then pour a little gasoline on it. It's amazing what, what's happening. She's doubling down, going with Barbara uh, to uh, 10X Ladies with uh, Elena. Well, that's great. And Barbara, you're right. Uh, tell, tell your daughter, uh, Mercedes, uh, Brian, congratulations. And Barbara, you're right. I mean, it's the people you hang around, they're either going to influence you to do worse, to do the same, or to do something better. And, and I can look at my life today and see if I graph my life out as to whether I'm improving or not. I, I assure you, it's going to, that graph is going to uh, be very similar to the people around me. They're not doing any better and everybody's comfortable. Everybody comfortable around me. That's what will happen to me. Yeah. And I think this is what I am so enthusiastic to share. And I just reposted the link. If you guys look up on the top, I have posted the link 10 X ladies for in Miami. We're going down the fourth and the fifth. And when I put my weight behind something, I put my full weight behind it. And I had an opportunity last month to go down and spend time with Grant, spend time with Elena. Mercedes was with was with us. And Mercedes is uh, Brian Benstock's daughter. And what Brian just talked to Glenn about, Frank, and I'm sorry, Grant, is that his, his daughter came home and got right into action. And we talked about earlier to go from information to transformation, you have to take action. But the first order of operations is to get the information, to put yourself in environments where you can actually learn new things. And a mind once expanded never goes back. So by putting yourself in the environment, just like me and Mercedes and Brian and uh, Gina and Carmelia, we, uh, you know, our mind was like, oh, wow, let me go, let me head home and start taking action. And I couldn't be more excited to bring people back down to Miami for this event because I know it can change the trajectory of people's lives. When you put yourself in an environment to learn about finance and fitness and business and, and the importance of family and these five pillars that 10X Ladies is all about, you will go home with the information that you need to move the needle in your life. To, well, uh, well, look at look at Clubhouse, Barbara, and how it gives us proximity, and then what what that proximity has has, has caused. Grant, I, I I invested with you uh, uh, pretty significantly this year as a direct result of Clubhouse. Uh, Barbara and I went out and grabbed a plane, an aerial plane, this year directly as a result of uh, Clubhouse. And look at the opportunities that both of those actions uh, create for us. So it's it's that proximity uh, to being around people that are getting that stuff done. Speaking on that, uh, Grant, did you see Brian Colhane make that post that it was like one year ago, like two days ago, it was like one year ago that you and Glenn Sanford had hooked up here on, on Clubhouse and the whole EXP journey that has come uh, from that? Well, that's crazy, man. I, di I did not see that. Uh, but I can tell you that organization has grown 30,000, almost 100% in one year. <laughs> I know, man. It's crazy. And people, people are like, hey, what do you have to do with the, what do you have to do with EXP? I got involved with EXP as an ambassador to the company. Uh, we're we're rolling out our sales training to the entire group. Elena got involved, uh, I guess, a little less than a year ago, and that company's exploding, man. It is crazy. Just it's goes crazy. to show you, bring on the right people. Bring on the right people. Well, well, well th Grant, it's, it's talk so about that experience. It. It, it's so easy to do it. I just want to give one warning to everybody here on Clubhouse. Don't let Clubhouse be the be how close you get to the people on Clubhouse. Like you have to close the distance now. Once I meet Rocky, the next on Clubhouse, the next thing I need to do is meet Rocky in the real world. If you guys think the metaverse is going to take over, I promise you, you're wrong. It will still be, you're still going to be better off. You're going to do more deals when you're making contact with people. Close the distance between you and your targets, you and the people you want to be. Close the distance between you and the dreams you have, your bucket list. Close the distance. Don't just look at them in magazines or online. Go touch them. Go touch the people you want to be more like.
I couldn't agree more. And I think there's these opportunities, you know, just like 10 X ladies where we can, we can get together and it does, it makes a difference. The great part about clubhouse is you can begin these relationships. You can cultivate these relationships, but you've got to take it to that next level of like, you know, uh, pressing the flesh. You got to like shake hands and kiss babies. It, it, it takes the relationship from this app to a whole nother space. And you can, you find the right people, the power of proximity here is amazing, but I, I highly get recommend yourself, it. Yeah, get yourself in the room, and then when you get yourself yeah. in the room, get, get yourself to the front of the room. You know, we were talking, uh, uh, Grant and I were talking before. I had a, a couple of guys at the dealership that wanted to come down to the, the meeting he had last year, and they wanted me to comp the tickets, and, and Grant was like, don't do it, man. Don't do it. They, they got to have skin in the game. And, you know, and, and everybody wants to be, a, you know, a beast until it's time to do what beasts do. And, and you know, Ben Stock, you had to do what you had to do to get in the room, make them do that to grow. And, and these guys that worked with me, you know, sure enough, some did. The majority didn't. So it's like that, you know, I'll do it if you'll pay for me. Wait, what is this is your development? Who's got, you know, who's more interested in your, your, your development than you? It's got to be you. And, you know, that's true. I did buy the tapes for all those years i did read the books all those years i did pay for that stuff and 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 got the reward and it's something about you can't order your muscles online you got to go build them in the gym you can't order your fight your wealth online you got to go out and you got to develop the skills and 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 put the work in so you know that that proximity though if you if you can't afford to sit in the front row get in the room and when you get in the room interact and then and when you get in the room i assure you if you're sitting in the back of the room you're going to become a better person you're going to strive and say i want to sit up there one day and 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 grant you had some guy that was on stage that, that came it was a great story he talked about he was sitting in the back of the room a couple of years ago and now he owns you know several hundred properties i mean like that's these these things happen when you get around the right people thank you for joining us on breakfast with champions if you want to catch the live version you can follow us on clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m to 11 a.m eastern time monday through friday saturday 6 to noon and sundays with our 111 sunday service make sure you're keeping up with breakfast with champions and getting yourself a seat at the table